Hello and welcome to our first episode of 2023 for the JRB podcast with uh, myself, Ryan Levine, joined here with Jeff Jones and Bowden Tamnick. Hey. Hello. And, Bowden and I both feel like crap. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, don't we all? Um, and today we're going to talk about amazing defenders um, for probably like not very long. <laughs> There's not that much to talk about. And then we're going to kind of transition into, uh, you know, like talking about once again, this format we're in and what it means and what needs to happen. And then hopefully we can talk a little bit about uh, Photon Hypernova, which is coming out in two weeks, not three weeks now. I think the sneak peek is in two weeks. So very, very soon. But um, the first thing I guess to talk about is like, I have not heard a single person talk about this set at all like it it's it's like baffling i i honestly didn't realize it came out today until facebook was until konami on facebook was like hey it's out you can go get it at local (laughs) so like what really okay i guess yeah it's this this was a set where i only paid attention to the reprints and nothing else and the reprints were well good quote unquote uh, still just completely unnecessary given the current format yeah like so it has three archetypes just like all of these deck building sets have um rescue ace pearly and mikanko and they're just like i guess one could argue that saying they're all not very good is like kind of irrelevant because we're in a format where it's impossible for like another deck yeah. to come out to be good. <laughs> I mean, if, if something else came out and it was good, I would have been like, "Holy shit! Yeah. How did that happen?" Yeah, I would have probably been more upset if one of these decks was like, "Yeah, this will be Tear Elements." Like, mm, you know, probably not. But it's a deck of be... like thirty dimensional shifters or something. Literally. But I guess to give like a very very brief overview of all of them. um rescue ace i don't even know how to describe it it's like it's an archetype of fire warriors and machines whose defense equal their attack meaning you can randomly use support from the infernoble knights and support for the gizmek cards in the deck however after spending a little bit of time building the deck just to see what they do I'm not sure you would play either. Like, I legitimately just don't think you would play, like, Infernoble Support or the Gizmek stuff in this deck. I think you just. Wait, right. I mean, them. if you if you read the cards, you you I don't think anyone who read the cards would think, oh, you should play these with these other cards. It very much feels like a deck that almost like. I mean, you know, another deck that came in a set like this was Eldritch, right? Yeah. It's not supposed to use the extra deck or anything like that. It's just based around their like their monsters and their like spell and trap cards. You 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 say that if you read them, you would think nobody would would think about incorporating those two things. Literally, every single deck list or video that I saw when I was researching them said to use both of those things. And really. I don't know why you would. <laughs> there's there's just such little there's like such little actual synergy between you know what I mean? It's like they don't like actually help you. It's like 
yeah, Renaud can add them back from the graveyard. And it's like, that's not, that doesn't matter. Like, they're For not what? Ever, to yeah, accomplish what? <laughs> literally to do what? Like, that's not what they do. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the, the only real, like, I think, like, selling point of of this deck is, or the only, you know, like, the only, like, flashy card from this deck, I think, is the big, the big idiot. The boss monster, yeah. yeah. When I first read that card, I was like, holy crap, the rest of these cards could be broken. And yeah. then I'm like, okay, well, and I mean. they were not. Which, I actually, I actually had the, I actually had the opposite thing, uh, thought. So, the big guy's effect is, during your main phase, you can set up to four rescue ace, quick play spells, slash normal traps with different names from your deck. And the first thought I had after reading that was, my god, every spell and trap for this archetype must be unplayable if they're letting <laughs> you if they're letting you set four of them. And like they're not entirely unplayable. They're just like not great to the point that like this guy setting four of them directly from your like all four of them together is probably the equivalent, like power level wise, of like a Solik, <laughs> to be honest. Like, and I do want to point out that they do get another trap card that is actually very good. Yes, in, uh, in Cyber Show Access, yes. So yes. until that comes out, this deck actually just seems even less appealing. And that really, mm-hmm. and that really... I think that's something we like, talked about a lot, especially yeah. when we talked about like the, the, the live twins. Like Whenever I, I, something like this comes out, and I see in the future a, a card that makes the deck better comes out, it makes me not even want to touch the deck. It makes me feel like I'm just playing an incomplete deck. And that's a huge problem, I think, not only for me, but for Ryan. And if it's for me and Ryan, other people out there have to feel the same <laughs> yeah. way. I think it's, like, sometimes I, I, I think about how, like, whenever like a, whenever a situation like this happens, I think about how, I almost said lucky, maybe maybe that's not the right word, um, that we were for the release schedule of Secret Forces, where, like, Necroz cycle came out before Secret Forces in the TCG as opposed to in the OCG Secret Forces was out for like a little while before Necroz cycle and and uh, Gungnir came out. So we 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 never had to exist in a world with only two Necroz spells. We had uh we had all three as soon as the deck was like actually play- well, I guess we had to live in a world with Gungnir Dance Princess cycle and nothing else, <laughs> you know, for <laughs> for for a little while, I guess, but um yeah, it's just like I it's just so weird when they make these sets where you get like the whole deck all in one set and then they just mm. give them another support card like instantly, but not actually instantly. It's like two sets down the road where it's just all like um which I I guess to kind of pivot into the other two archetypes. Um I think Pearly also so has I, a new I, card. I think it's more like instead of like two sets, I would say like it's more it's more like three or four months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at that for point, us it'll, we'll get the next set next month, so it'll be like yes. four months from now yeah. we'll get it. And at that point it's like it's not like no one talks about these like unless these have like an Eldritch or like you know, at Emancipator or like the more recent one is like e- even Runic was like barely played, you know, and like Labyrinth has seen no play yet, and it's getting its second support card that will maybe make it see play. It's like it just seems, ugh, man, it's just so awkward to like try to play these decks and then they're not good, and then you like put them because I feel like the people that would have these decks this is just going from like 
an average standpoint maybe is like this like like this comes out and you go oh this new labyrinth deck is so cool and then like you try it and you're like this wasn't very good and then you keep it or you know you like you keep it and you're upset you bought it or maybe you sell it because you're like this deck wasn't great and then it gets a new card and then in this case it got a new card and it was almost playable and then maybe you try it again and you're like wow this was almost playable but still not great and then maybe you sell it and oh, then yes. like it gets the, the, the live card. twin syndrome yeah you can give a thousand cards that will still not be live to, yeah i can't you literally gave live twin a new card for five sets in a row and then it was yes, barely then, tier two <laughs> like it was and just, then the only way it was playable was when sprite cards came out and yeah. then it was just an engine in sprite but yeah. who would have thought <laughs> it's just like it, it i don't know it's such a bizarre way to release these i think and it's like I do appreciate the fact that they tried to design these decks presumably as like complete as possible. And then they give like the ones that don't do well extra cards. But then they also just like don't, then they give like Drytron extra cards. And it's like, no, stop. That doesn't need more. <laughs> you know, like we didn't need, I think it's crazy. The, the, the three card, the three decks that came out in that set were Drytron, Live Twin, and Magistus. And the, and the deck that got the best card was Drytron. Yeah. Like the Drytronic Seas is outrageous. <laughs> like, I don't understand that. I guess because in Japan, nobody played that deck, but. Yeah, they, I mean, they couldn't. I mean, yeah. you, have, you have Maxi in that format, and Drytron mm. was like rarely played. Like, it did, it did well sometimes, but and not, definitely not as well as it did here. Yeah, here it was like the best deck or second best deck, depending on like the flavor of the month, I guess. But um, the other, like, the, the other two decks, Mikanko is a really weird. It's like a it's like an equip spell ritual deck, which that is why would you make an archetype based around the two worst mechanics in the game? Like just the, yes. the two who just like least good mechanics, ritual summoning and equip spells. I know they have a couple interesting cards. I'm pretty sure the deck itself is literally just not functional, like as like a pure deck. However, yeah, it's I feel like it's more of an engine you yeah, splash. Yeah. It's, it's like an assault engine, yeah. right? You can like it sold the yeah, equip spells yeah, like, and like it just they're like extenders off of sold and stuff, which is like sure. Oh, but that's not. Like, I mean, kind of more, more to the fact of like any herald of orange just generates like the the girl and then uh, something else because yeah. the girl herald just starts just yeah yeah. Oh, sorry, sure. herald, herald of yeah 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 and like. So it's like any any deck, like, you know, the Jeff Funny Money deck that just makes, you know, Herald of uh, of Arclight, or like obviously Divine are dumping it. It's just mm -hmm. like another engine. You'll see like a lot of Japan combo videos where like, oh, they're able to make, you know, uh, Arclight yeah, like, for fun. And it's just searching this now. And it's just yeah, generating like, a free body. But now it's generating a free body. So like when you use Diviner and send Herald and search that, mm -hmm. you can then summon it from your hand. And then you have two level sixes, so you can make Beatrice. You can whatever you want, yeah. But, but mostly just, like, like in-engine, it's just, like, no other card gives you, like, that, that free card of just, like, orange. Obviously, you have to ditch a card to search the, the other one, but, like, it, right. it's kind of irrelevant if you're just playing, right? So I think you'll see more, like, of the, the base decks. It's probably, like, why Fibrex just, like, had to be banned. It's, like, any deck that can make uh, orange light now just, like, gets to splash this engine as well can literally just have like 50 different cards you don't want to summon your mechanko card you can add illusion and then souls and then draw two or something dumb but <laughs> i forgot souls existed yeah it's been a while it is that card is so outrageous it's just like 
just mm-hmm. he just doesn't quite fit in Un- those music decks. Yeah. I mean, nah, eh, maybe. But so with without going into like crazy specifics on all of them, Jeff, why did you feel compelled to say the Pirelli card's kind of nice? And I don't even remember if you said that before we started recording or not. So, Wait, I said it. I, I did. I said it before we started. We did say before we started recording. I just remember that that, that, that you said the Pirelli card is kind of nice, and I just kind of ignored you. So <laughs> when you look not. at when you look at them, talk, thinking about like which of them is the most functional deck inside themselves, it's definitely Pearly. Is it definitely uh, really? I I well, thought yeah, it was the Rescue Aces kind of like no, I, I didn't think I, Rescue Ace was a good deck, but I thought it was functional. In that, I thought that, um, like, the design was coherent. So but, there was, like, hmm. a 300, I think it was 300, I might be wrong, person OCG per- tournament, like, this last week or weekend, mm-hmm. and Pearly got, like, 11th place. So, and, uh. and, <laughs> <laughs> yo, okay, 11th place, when you think about, like, what decks could be, like, in the top 16 of a Well, they have 30- every card banned ever, right? Like more like right now, like that's what their format yeah. is. But people are still playing two elements, so sure, whatever. Yeah. Yes. Um. But like, each of their cards basically function by themselves, which is what you want to like look at. Like all yes. of them revolve around like summoning a pearly from deck, and then you get to summon an Xyz monster, and then you get to like they also like have recursion where you get to like add their cards back. Um. So it has. All of the things that usually you look for in a good deck, like plays with like one card, self recursion. The only thing it lacks is like super powerful, like extra deck monsters. Their extra deck monsters are just fine. Yeah. Um. This is a deck that I can think see like if they get like a super crazy extra deck monster, um, kind of like uh how uh like Exo Sisters did. Um, I can definitely see the all of the pearly deck, like deck building sets. Most of these, almost all of them, actually have gotten extra deck monsters, and more times than not, they have been crazy. (laughs) So, Um, so I'm I'm going to guess that if pearly gets a new extra deck monster, so in the in the cyberstorm access, they have a there's like a white pearly, and the cyberstorm access there's a black pearly, and and uh. I'm going to guess that one of the if they make a new extra deck monster one, it's going to be like both of them on the same card, kind of like oh, they do with the extra sisters, right? Yeah. So it's going to be and like both of twins. them, yeah, and live twins together or whatever. And yeah. Magistus. So since there's two, yep. So I think it's going to be a combination pearly duo black white pearly card or whatever, and it'll probably be broken. <laughs> they really love doing that. I've noticed recently, especially with these deck building set. Like they've been so like. The like even like the, the, like, oh, the, the Mykonos or whatever, like there's two of them as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, like they love duos. making two cards and then putting them together on the same card and being like, look at this brand new card. It's like, that's just, <laughs> that's just Michaelis and the other one, like playing the three-legged race. Like, I, you know, like that's not a new card. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on here. Anyways. um, And then Bowden mentioned the reprints uh, a little bit. And I will say that like, the first time I saw the even even as recently as like two days ago, I've literally saw some websites have incorrect information about what cards were in this set. Like I saw some websites saying that Hidden Armory was the 15th collector's rare because for literally until today, I don't think we actually had confirmation of all 15. We only knew 14 somehow, but um, it is not Hidden Armory. It is 
two rescue aces, five pearly collector rares, which at first I thought was unprecedented. And then I remembered that actually um, Live Twin also had five because Live Twin had both of them in the little ones, both of the Link 2s, and then <laughs> the one that was both of them on the same card. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, so w- while we're talking about that, I want to yeah. say this before I forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another reason why I think maybe um, Pearly is going to get like a really, really strong extra deck monster like that. Simply because they gave Pearly all of these collector yeah, rares, and a lot of them, and a lot yeah. of them are high rarity. Like the Pearly himself is like an ultra rare, which makes me think that once uh the new set comes out uh and the black pearly comes out that that card will be like a starlight rare kind of like they did with the sure. live and they did with that um, so exorcist because they've chosen yeah, one from every well. they've chosen one from every so live twins had five collectors rares and then they got three starlights right and then yeah. exorcist had three collectors rares that was a set where they didn't deviate they gave every archetype three um and then they got two They've gotten two Starlights so far. They got Martha Starlight and Mag- Magnificus Starlight. Mm-hmm. And then Labyrinth had four Collector's Rares in in their set. And then they got a Starlight in their, force, in their first support card. Um, and it's yes. definitely possible that the, the, the um, Photon Hypernova Labyrinth card could be Starlight. I doubt it because it's a trap card and not a monster. And I feel like they wouldn't do that. But they could. Like, they could just say, whatever, just do it. So... Yeah, that would make sense if that's like they've chosen one of these most. I feel like they can, they see it had like oh like pearly will like a really strong pearly card is going to come out. We know this. Let's make these high rarity or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty so. reasonable. I think the the only one of these sets in recent memory that didn't happen was Ancient Guardians, and because the Sulfa Chords. They got yes. a, a million collector's rares, and then their link just wasn't the starlight. And like, sure. And there's actually a new link in Cyberstorm Axis, I think, for for Sulfacore. Maybe that one will be a starlight, <laughs> just <laughs> just to, just to keep with trends. But so as far as the reprint collector's rares go, so this is where most of these deck building sets, unless you have an Enchanter slash right tier engine, most of like the real value I think of these uh, sets are generally going to be in this collector's rare reprints. Um, Tactical Masters, a very odd outlier that I'll talk about very briefly, but Infernoble Knight Renaud, which should have just been a collector's rare in Toon Chaos, so good. I think that's fine. Like, I always like when they kind of correct the errors like that, where, like, this card is signi- actually is significantly more playable even than the Gear Freed, which Gear Freed was collector's rare in Toon Chaos, and this card was not, and I feel like maybe that should have been the other way around, but... Uh, one for one, I guess. Card Trooper, I guess. Uh, Gizmek Orochi, I I I guess. <laughs> and then is sold. I sure, <laughs> like that one's probably a little bit bit more reasonable. And then Bowden mentioned before we started that like you see the Ancient Guardians cards and it's like Pankratops is like a hundred dollars, maybe a little bit more. And then we've seen all the other ones like trade and like go down, like Skullmeister go down. It's just like what is the market for these cards truly? Like, because I was looking at Tactical yeah. Masters, CR Scapegoat like, is like $15. That's yes. crazy. Like, how much the, is this card the, trooper going to be? Rare, uh, what do you call it? Collector Rare Cosmic Cyclone as well. It's just like, 
of like dirt comparatively. Yeah. It's like there's just higher rarities. Like you don't have to keep. I understand why they're doing it. You're putting like higher rarity cards in circulation where like the other rarities are just like more likely to get damaged or like they're already damaged or yellowing from like old ulties. But it's like what didn't possess someone to just make an allure of darkness collection yes i've literally been saying that i've been saying allure of darkness for like five sets now i've just been like allure of darkness please like i know (laughs) i know like we don't you know uh, sometimes i talk about like making cards high rarity that are already high rarity i think that's like i have a problem when they make a card that's high rarity that has been high rarity like recently recently (laughs) yeah Uh and it's like in their defense none of these cards have a high rarity printing, which I think is like a step in the right direction. I honestly think I prefer this, which is Renaud, one for one card trooper, Isolde, Gizmek. Well, I, like I mean, prefer I, this to tactical card, There are cards in, in this set that are just better than card trooper. To right, make yeah. Like high rarity. I, like machine duplication I, and pre-preparation. Limited rarities. removal? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got to miss CR limited removal. Would have hit. Like, that would have been kind of nice. But, yeah. I agree with you. I wouldn't have been opposed to it. I think, especially if they do CR Card Trooper, I don't know how they missed Machine Dupe. Like, that seems like a no-brainer to have those in the same set, but whatever. Prep, I agree with you. Prep is weird. I thought for sure Prep would be. Like, when we knew all of them except for one, I thought Prep was for sure going to be it. And apparently, it was just nothing. Apparently, it was just a fifth Pirelli card. And then I saw Rhoda, and I was like, did we really need, like, the 19th Rhoda reprint? And I was like, what if they make... And then I was like, what if they make a Rhoda CR again? And then I was like, that would, hopefully they wouldn't do that. <laughs> like, hopefully they would. collector. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they make Rhoda, and it's, like, the baseball OCG one. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that would have hit, awesome. though. That would have been insane. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, like, I don't know. Some of these are, like, Gizmek is only in this set because it, you know, like, air quotes has synergy with rescue ace it does not please do not put a gizmek in your rescue ace deck like it's that a machine monster yeah like don't do that <laughs> you know is sold i think that one is one that's like that's cool that card's getting a collector's rare and then i think about it more and i'm like that card should probably just be banned <laughs> you know like that card probably shouldn't like that card probably just shouldn't be legal like let it you know it's gonna be really obnoxious when this teller knight cards come out probably like but in this Italian Knight combos, maybe you make a sold and summon the Mikankos as like part of your combo. Mm-hmm. So like, great. Now those can all be collectors rare. Like, good, sure. Um, the rest is just like I don't think there's a market for like all the format cards, like one for one and card trooper, especially because card trooper and one for one are limited in like almost every format. They're good. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like card troopers at three and like some, but it's like. In in all of the like random like you know synchro era formats like these cards are just limited and it's like how many of these are people actually going to buy like if collector's rare cosmic cyclone is like thirty five dollars collector's rare card trooper literally has to be like twelve bucks which is mm-hmm. disgusting which is just like disgusting well, to think about on but... on the other on the other end of the spectrum there I think. If no one buys slash opens the set, which is also equally as yes, likely, that is. I'll stop. You might about see that. the the demand, like, it, but like, what demand? You know what I mean? Like, it's not a tournament. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's it's weird. It's very weird. It's really weird. I think of the cards in here, I guess is sold and one for one have the highest chance of being expensive. 
I guess. Unless they do just come out with like a broken Pirelli card eventually. Like I kept hoping they would for Live Twins. But even then, like, I don't know. It's just it's just such a bizarre, like, which I guess I don't I don't want to harp on the specifics of this set too much because I think one of the reasons why we're talking about this set in this context is that like from a competitive standpoint in the current metagame you cannot put any cards in this set in your deck and hope to win just based on the nature of the game right now so i do kind of want to like shift to that a little bit unless there are any other like pressing issues you guys have about this set or these cards in general uh no by all means let's move on okay yeah (laughs) um which i guess like so so right now we're like we are pretty firmly in the like tier zero format like right tier element has won like the last six events and it's been a trumpet mirror in the finals like four of the last six events like maybe or like three of the last six and then flunder like flunder's gotten second like three times and then no other deck has been in the finals (laughs) you know it's it's like it's just not even close. And then top cut is like 20 or more. The percentage has actually been trending downward a little bit, but it did kind of like level out. Like I think um, the very first event with with uh, Pasadena, it was at its highest and then it has kind of like leveled out. However, the decks that are not tier element like are not going as deep in top cut as they were before um generally. well what do you what do you consider like because i i think we're still seeing flunderies like make the finals yes of the but time. i'm saying like top eight was like seven tier element one flunder you know like as oh, opposed no, to no, like, like as opposed to like four tier one sprite one flunder one runic whatever you know? yeah. now it's it's literally just been like seven tier element like one I, you know what well, i mean it's i like, think what happens when like it's more defined as well um, so obviously you had a lot of people who were like, oh, well, we can't play the mill effects, right? That was, that was like a big one. And then like that European tournament, I think a lot of people just didn't play a Gita and some of them barely played Kelbeck and they had more bestials. And that's why you probably saw like the representation for the, the Dortmund YCS, which was just like one Draco Slayer deck, like one Naturia Runic deck. You know what I mean? Like all yeah, of those yeah. like outliers into like a top 64 cut. But then you look at uh, I, what was what was the one that Jesse won after? Was that was that a Colombia? I, I don't remember. Um, but I think the breakdown was like a lot more in favor of a Shizu tier because everyone was just like, oh well, like why wouldn't you like activate a Gito? Because he probably doesn't. <laughs> yeah. he, he won the event. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, oh, I cool. agree. And then, like, I you agree. just like you pub you, you destroy the uh the rogue decks. I think that's like the biggest skew that I've noticed is like more people willing to mill game one the more chance your opponent's not playing tier and the game becomes a lot easier. Yeah. I think it's also yeah. like, I think it was one of those things where people like tricked themselves. They, mm. they, they leveled themselves, right? They were like, well, if I like, I'm not going to play a Guido because if I mill them, you know, like, and they're playing tier, like that's bad for me. And then it's like, well, realistically, like it's your turn, <laughs> you know, like you have a lot more agency over, yeah. over how these effects are resolving. Like, yeah, obviously milling them five isn't like fantastic comparatively to the other decks where it just destroys them. But like, it is still your turn. You are still probably favored, um, you know, when these things are happening and like, and if you don't mill your opponent, your opponent might just have a hobness or something and mill themselves anyway, you know? So mm-hmm. like, that's always the, the thing, but it's like now in hindsight, we've seen Jesse just play the same deck 
you know, four events in a row and just get like second and first twice, you know, it's like, he was probably right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, He was probably right in the fact that he was just milling everybody at all times and just playing better than them and winning. Like, great. You know? With, yeah. Like, I, I definitely value like, like being a better, like, yeah, this is, exactly. This is, thing, right? this is, this is when we, when we throw back to like how, um, how like formats are just, there's like good formats in the sense that everyone gets to play, but like in current Yu-Gi-Oh, it's like, oh, everyone gets to play, but it's more like you only get to play because your deck will play Shifter, right? Or like some form of Floodgates and stuff like that. And then you have like, obviously like the, the other sort of like, you know, decks that just exist that are just so much better. And it's like, well, you're not really playing. And then you have formats like Nat's format where I think it was kind of balanced, but obviously like not to the same extent we obviously still had mystic mind rivalry and like anti-spell you know in the fray which is equally as annoying but uh, like just at, at, at the the you know the the core of it i i think this format is so oppressive to everything else it, it just doesn't matter I don't, I don't know where i was going with that whole yeah, well, tangent but yeah i think i know what you mean also so... like I, I i think like ishizu is so much better than everything else that it is not fun from a gameplay perspective for everyone, right? right. Unless and you're at the tippy top. On on, on that topic, I, I want to mention, because we briefly talked about uh, OCG, how people are still playing tier limit. It is not tier limit itself that is good. It's the fact that the Ashizu cards they have yes. are so powerful. Yeah. And, when you, and when against other decks, if you're not playing Ashizu, that means that your deck is getting milled 10 cards you're losing a shit ton of your deck which makes your deck non-functional and then also they get to just take away cards from your graveyard that let you play as well so that's what happens when you see like if you you go look at ocg right now when you see look at all these cards they just have the ashizu cards in them with a small amount of the the tier limit cards and when your opponent gets milled for 10 or 15 cards or whatever over the course of their turns, and then they also get their graveyard messed up, and they're not playing those cards, what what are you supposed to do? Yeah. It really throws the whole dimension out of black. It's like, you have to play all of these cards to counter that one specific thing. It's very oppressive. So, like, what, 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 format, what format do you think is, like, not like like okay it's it's really difficult for me to look back at Yu-Gi-Oh in the last like maybe three or four i'm trying to think maybe like 20 i think i know Actually, exactly what you're to go gonna deep. ask and i'm going to mm. i'm going to predict your question and answer it so okay go <laughs> um, for it what this <laughs> reminds me <laughs> so so what this reminds me of almost identically and it's very funny because what made me think of this is a couple of days ago, I got my you know, like Facebook memory of YSS Melbourne was five years ago. And I went, oh my God, I'm so old and I'm going to perish. And then yes. somebody, I want to say it was like Avery made a status that was like, Ryan is just doing insane. Like everybody says that this format sucks. And then we see like Ryan among, among a few other people put up very, very consistent results. And it's like, this format is very skillful. Like the people that, that are saying it's bad, which I think it's right now people are saying this format's bad. I think they're just not putting in the work to learn mm. it. Right. Which is, which we see happen a lot. And then Jeff commented as skillful as it may be. I just don't think it's very fun. And yeah, I that, think you were right. Point. I think, you know, like, like at a certain point, right? Like obviously like, 
when you like i think there can be some enjoyment derived of like playing at like the at like the highest level and you know whatever and you know like i'm sure like jesse's probably having fun when he's you know playing in the finals of four events you know out of five and it's like but like just for the average player it probably just isn't well fun not even not even for the average player so this is what i I, i'm going to say because Mm -hmm. We see plenty of like social media posts where people people are like, "Oh, it's so skillful! I love how skillful yeah. it is, and it, and it's so fun." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I mean." And then a week I later, they're like, "I didn't mill right, and I lost." And you're like, "Hmm." Okay. <laughs> you know? yeah. But but also, I think it is for me Yu Gi Oh. If for me to enjoy Yu Gi Oh, the best part of Yu Gi Oh for me is building decks and yes. trying out cool stuff. And I think in formats like this. Or formats like your format with the what's it called deck, the spiral deck. If you, what's the reason? What's the point of even going to locals? Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't go to locals that format. I don't go to locals but right now. I haven't been. I, I haven't you. been to locals in months. And yeah, in months, Max ha- Max hasn't either. When Max goes, he goes in cubes. What is the What is the point? And yeah. our locals are an all time low. We get like we used to get forty people on Wednesdays and Fridays. Now it's like twenty. Sometimes it's 15, and it, it, you cannot tell me that it, it it is fun to just play these decks. Maybe in, like, a big tournament setting, you might have a good time, but if you don't want to, if you can't go to locals, if you, like, uh, how do I put this? If I ask you, are you going to go to locals and play this deck? If you tell me no, I don't think that it's fun. And I guarantee that most people who are listening to this, you're not going to tell me you're going to locals playing your tier limit deck every week, like like you normally would or whatever. There's no way. I don't believe you can say that. I think that's I think that's an interesting assessment. So like, I think that like not you know obviously like not everybody. I guess like the way that we probably treat locals is probably different than how a lot of people treat it. Like I generally go to locals at the beginning of a format when a new deck comes out, just to like go through the motions you know so right. like absolutely yep. maybe when hypernova comes out i'll go to locals the first like week or two just to be like i'm gonna put some costume cards in my deck and see what happens you know just so i have like some exposure to these decks before i play it in a big tournament setting you know because like it's still a tournament setting it's still you know like timed rounds with you know like people who you know like following like the procedure obviously there's far much more like leniency and i think it's better to like learn cards in that environment than it is to learn them at like you know round seven of oics like that's not hot but right um yeah like i if i want to play like a tier element like if so you're right if i go to locals it is not fun to just steamroll the people that don't have tier element decks like at locals like i gain nothing and they gain nothing and then if I want to, like, test tier element mirrors, I wouldn't go to locals to do that. I would just, like, yeah. ask somebody to play with me, right? Yes. Like, that's, like, kind of where we are. So, yeah, I, I guess I do see what you're saying. I never really thought of it quite like that. I don't even think I played, I don't think I played locals with Spiral either, honestly. Which I'm trying to remember, but I just don't, there just wasn't really a point. <laughs> which, because, yeah, there's just, like, hmm. I don't think I'm going to add to that one. I think you just kind of hit it on the head there. Um, yeah. Let me check I, my I mean... notes, see if I have anything else <laughs> on this topic. Um, one second. Okay. So I guess the other thing, uh, when, you, when, you went, when you were talking about deck building, um, I think there is still some, 
there is still some, you know, like deck building innovation to be had at the beginning of these formats. However, I think now it's kind of all come full circle and it's like, there are like two or three ways to build the Ishizu tier deck. It's like, you can play it with no Vistrals and you can play it with more of the utility cards, right? You can play it with like, maybe there's only two ways. Maybe the only two ways are like, you play it with no Vistrals and you play it with the utility cards or you play it with a bunch of Vistrals, you know, to kind of target the mirror. And then because uh-huh. you're playing so many Vistrals, you just kind of default back to what Bowden was talking about, where you're just milling no matter what. Because you draw Magnuma and you go, I'm going to mill my opponent. <laughs> because if they're playing <laughs> Tier Element, this is literally fine, right? Like, like that's just kind of what happens, right? So then, then the only real issue is just, just like, okay, which of these two am I going to play for this event? And like, maybe when Hypernova comes out, there's some, there's some subtle adjustments you can make because then there's another bistro monster there's presumably one more deck added to the format that is even remotely playable you know like right like if there is no ban list tier elements will almost certainly be a better deck than kashira however kashira will probably it'll, it'll be it'll be like thunder right it's just another yeah. deck that has dimension shifter and it can lock them out of the game and so yeah i mean it's just like another deck that exists. So then it's another deck that maybe you can't have Bishels against, right? And then you, but you get a new card. You get, you get the Kashira Tier Element card, right? So your deck even gets better. And I was thinking about what the representation of Kashira might be. And I'm thinking, is anyone who's been playing Tier Element, like anybody who, who has been playing Tier Element, are they going to just get two copies of Trailment Kashira, put them in their deck, and be like, this is my deck now? Or are they going to get an entire Kashira deck? And I really I, I, just If you've been like... dedicating time to the Trailment deck, I don't think there's any world where you're switching. Exactly. Uh... Yeah, that's that, that's kind of what I, what, I, what I was thinking. And I'm like, yeah, like, why would you switch? Right? Like, there's a... Vi- yeah, like, if you've been grinding the Trailment deck, literally, why would you switch? Um, so one thing I think that's like interesting to note is there is a remote YCS. Okay. It might not even be, it might be next weekend. I think it's this weekend though. I'm pretty sure there's a remote YCS this weekend. And then we have our first, you know, like three week lull of event. So if there is going to be a ban list before Vegas, it like has to be next week. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there couldn't be one after Australia because there was it's this remote soon. YCS. Right. Because like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, two weeks later there's gonna be remote YCS. It's like, okay, well now we have a three week gap and then we're gonna get Photon Hypernova and then we're gonna have three events in a row. It's gonna be Mexico, France, and Vegas all in a row. So if there's gonna be a list, it has to be next week and then if there isn't a list then i guess we have a bit of a buffer of when there could be you know then we could maybe see a list after vegas but before the 250th which i feel like almost a hundred percent there has to be a list before the 250th like that i think it would be crazy if there was no list before that right like that would be insane but i mean it i mean i 
everyone that I speak to and everyone that we know seems to think that there's no way in hell we're going to get a list before Las Vegas. And I just feel like that is such a bad idea. Like, from like <laughs> a, a, a publicity standpoint, you're going to stream like one of the most important and like coveted events of the year, and you're just going to show the same stuff that's been going on. Not only are you showing it every round, you're showing three people. Three like six people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're going to see even more of it uh, on stream, right? <laughs> And yeah. I think that is so. I I really think that like if if I was on like the R and D team and had anything, I would be pushing for a list before that because I think it looks so bad for like eight events to be just smashed by tier limits and such an important event. It's it's funny also... though how polarizing the feature matches can be though because. I had, uh, there were people who were singing the praises of, like, Jesse and, and Hani's final match from Pasadena. They're like, oh, this is, like, peak gameplay. And I was talking to them, I'm like, did you actually know what was going on? They're like, no. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the, at, like, the really, the really low-end player of, like, they try to follow along, but, like, you're not playing a Shizu tier. So you're not understanding any of the intricacies. And then you're really just, like, sitting there and watching because it's jesse or someone like i guess that's fine as well but like uh, i i don't know man like it just it doesn't it's not like riveting you know it's not something i'm actively trying to watch because i just figure it's just like uh, it's the same reason you don't want to go to locals right why would you watch it if you don't want to play with it yeah same thing yeah i mean the what was the last the last streamed event uh dortmund and and then what was the last streamed american event that was pasadena Pasadena, and it was Pasadena then, where you could just tell from like the commentators like how unenthusiastic they were seeing like having to like keep saying the same things over and over again. Like, oh, here's like mill five cards, and like here's like chain link seven again, mm-hmm. and and putting that again on stream, I just I, I just I refuse to believe that they think that is an, an acceptable thing. Especially when you're like, can you imagine like having like the? I can't remember if they have it like ever show like all three at once. I can't remember if they do that, but just like all three people on one team, like just milling like Ready, ten everyone? cards at the time, and then <laughs> all three players mill five like simultaneously. <laughs> it's fifteen, just fifteen cards fly off the table. It's and, like okay, and it's just I people are like, oh yeah, it's like really skillful, but I don't think it makes. It's fun to watch. Yes. I think Yu-Gi-Oh! gets... So when it comes to, like... I think Pokemon and Magic are boring as shit to watch. I think they are <laughs> not good spectator uh, spectator card games. Yu-Gi-Oh! because it's so fast and anything can happen at Literally any time change the pace point. of the game yeah. off of one card that it makes it way more exciting. And what's not exciting is seeing both players mill 20 cards and there's chain link seven every game and, and like you can't really tell what's going on because you can't hear them <laughs> you know like you know like you can't really hear them declaring their chain link so like we're not really sure what's happening yeah um so uh so i i'm going to, i last time i think i said that they'd have like a band list around my birthday right which would be next week sure that's because then we say that we were going to bet what the next yeah. one would be. Yeah, and then they had one in December that did nothing <laughs> instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was no one had that one on their bingo card. Nobody had a ban list in December that bans curious and nothing else. So, 
(laughs) sure like i guess that's fine they're funner (laughs) so i think there might be one like the first week of february and we might go into like mexico with a new set and a new list and that would be like literally ideal speaking of mexico i guess randomly uh we're somehow somehow the three of us are playing by the which, grace of God, which yes. I say somehow, and I'm sure anybody listening is like, well, you guys have just been doing a podcast for like three months. Like, of course, you're going to team together. Uh, we're not teaming together for Vegas. So I don't really know how this came about. But yeah, we're going to be teaming at Mexico. So I shout don't even know Nishad, if we've yeah. Yeah, literally, literally shout out to Nishad for staying home, <laughs> I guess. But anyways, just figured I would mention that. I don't know. It doesn't really matter, I guess, at this point. But it'll matter when we have a post-Mexico podcast where we're either very happy we did well or very upset that we didn't, you know, and we'll probably have and, more. And normally two of us are mad at the third for yes, doing very well. When I just losing. don't win a match, it'll be great. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> when I play my rescue ace deck and set four traps yes. and still lose, <laughs> and like, yes, I set four, what do you yeah, want we're... from me? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, but uh, yeah, I hear everything you're saying, and it's like, there, there are definitely some some aspects that I hadn't really, like, considered about this i guess because like we've we've played the game at like every skill level presumably like i've played the game when i was terrible when i first started out and i like remember the things i like thought were cool to watch and what i didn't you know and like Mm -hmm. i just can't imagine i can't imagine being like a newer player and watching it and just have any idea what's going on and I, do I don't think, think it has to be a newer player. I think it has to be just someone who just likes to go player. to locals, sure. likes to go so, to locals, doesn't care about really YCS, or doesn't travel that much. Yeah. And I would be very upset if my, I couldn't do the one thing I liked, and that's go to locals. Because I had those people. I have people that just like to go to locals mm-hmm. and play some Yu-Gi-Oh! and hang out with their friends. They don't really care about going to YCSs or yeah. anything like that. And it's it's not great for those people. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think, like, it's important. I do think it's important for formats like this to exist sometimes. I don't think I don't think it can be like this every single time, right? Obviously. And I don't think we can have like you know, a nationals format like we had this year every single time, which is, you know, like 97 decks that are all degenerate. You know, like right. I think I think both of those I think both ends of that spectrum should exist on occasion but should not exist for nearly as long as both of them did at the same time. Um, And right now it's like the other thing, not that this has ever mattered um, because they've, they've reprinted these cards and just banned them instantly so many times, but it's like, they've said there's a tier element ultimate rare in the new OTS pack. That is true. I did forget. But granted they've just done that and banned them instantly a million times in the past already. So that likely just doesn't matter, <laughs> you know. Um, but it'd be crazy if, like, it was Kit Kalos, and then they just ban it. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be that would actually be insane if they like. I I don't know, but so and the way and the way that it like the way that product page was framed. And again, I really highly doubt specifically the person writing these product pages is like also specifically the same person who's like necessarily developing these ban lists, but like. The product page said each ultimate, you know, like represents like, you know, like a key theme of like this dueling season. And it was like tier element, Sprite and Kashira. And it's like, do they expect 
all three of these decks to remain at like reasonable viable like reasonably viable power levels until Nats. And they want to have this like Sprite versus Kashirov versus Tier Element like triangle format. It's like, well, Tier Element's gonna win. Like I'll tell you that right now. Like we don't we, we don't need to wait. Like that deck will the Tier Element will smash the other two decks if if okay. nothing changes. You know, as it has been absolutely Sprite Tier Element is the Sprite Smashers. Like that that is like that like is this the trend nothing's gonna change. You know, Tier Element's yeah. getting more cards. Sprite is not. You know, like. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, like, ugh. That, I think, like, the next couple weeks are probably going to be, like, the crucial turning point of, like, is Hypernova going to have any exclusives that shake up the game like Garura did? I also think about how much worse Trailment would be if Garura didn't exist and how they, that, I cannot believe that card got printed in the yeah. set it did. I actually can't believe it. Because we were talking about, you know, like, um ocg a little bit also it's like i look at the ocg decks they don't have garura and kekalos's band and they're still trying to play this deck two two tier element monsters cannot make a fusion anymore in japan like there just isn't one you can make i just think it's so crazy but yeah if we get like a garura tier card and for them hypernova like how much is that really you know how much is that going to change um and then even and then if we don't is kashira going to flop i guess i'll say the same way it kind of did in japan where right at the beginning of the format some people tried it out and then it just kind of people just kind of dialed in on the cards that are really good against it and then it just couldn't compete anymore right and just like if they're hoping that a new set i guess maybe in their eyes two new sets amazing defenders and photon hypernova to shake up the game i really just don't think that's what's going to happen I really just think these cards are not as good as the cards that exist currently. But I don't know if you guys... And I think you guys agree, based on what we've been talking about. Based on everything said, I think we're kind of on the same page as this. But I mean, yeah, I mean if nothing happens, I think... I think, I agree. I yeah. think the, the, I mean, the Chilliman deck, which is already the best deck, just gets better. Yeah. So, um, I guess for, like, our last type of thing, because we've talked about this in the past, and I'll be honest, it might have been in more detail in the episode we never published. <laughs> so I don't actually know if we've talked about it like in canon. Um, what changes you think you would want to have on the list to create like the most ideal environment? Which oh, originally I seen think Japan ban everything and it still yeah. isn't enough. Well, they also banned every other deck too. So yes. if they did the hits they did here and didn't hit any other deck, obviously Trailment would not be playable. But when they ban so, every deck, you know, it's whatever. So I think that when we talked about that, I feel pretty confident that we all agreed that if they banned Kikolos, what does the deck do? Like, what advantages and does it actually have versus other what, decks? Right. And then we saw Kikolos and all these other things happen to it, and it's still playable in the OCG. The one other thing that we talked about, though, is that we thought Kikolos should be banned, and all of the... um. A Shizu card should go to one. And I think if all these Shizu cards go to one and Kikolos gets banned, I think that brings in line tier elements pretty hard, and but still makes them playable. I don't think, but I definitely don't think if you were to like put them up against like Flunderese, Sprite, and Kashdira, that it would be an overwhelming win rate anymore like it is now. Yeah. I can see that. 
especially with Garura, then you can kind of just play like maybe you would play like you maybe just Some, like, like pivot fusion back to link deck to like more Mistral's. Like maybe you pivot back into also playing like Lubellion, right? And then you just make Garura and like summon Magnumut. Like that's your combo, you know? And then you'd play like Beatrice and like that's how you access like more of your fusions. And then you play like um you know like uh like like a Kaleido heart like control deck type thing, mm-hmm. which I think would be like reasonable. And then I also think something a lot of people like don't consider is when a deck gets worse, like Right now, Tier is the best deck, and it's winning by a wide margin when everyone is targeting it as the best deck. If it gets hit, right? Like, if Kalos gets banned, there will be a drop in play of, like, the anti-Tier Element cards, in the main at least, you know? Like, I think if Kalos gets banned, it's very unlikely my sprite deck would be maining Magnum anymore, right? Like, that just mm-hmm. seems much less likely. Yeah. Um, and then when that happens, you can get away with a little bit more because now it's like, well, I don't have Kekalos, but it's like, now nah, I'm not fighting through nine Bishtals in the main deck, you know? And then if you do, if you do play against that guy that has 12 Bishtals in their main deck, then they're going to lose to the Kostya opponent they're probably going to play against the next five rounds. So, um, and then, and, and, and then I think it's also unlikely they just hit tier. I think they've been pretty good about hitting the best deck and then also taking some steps to prevent the obvious next best deck from just being just as dominant so japan did that I think japan did well japan killed every japan killed yeah. like the eighth best deck <laughs> <laughs> japan, japan did not they they did not care they were like mm, brand fusion nah <laughs> like, yeah. i mean i i, I think a card it. that we can guarantee see on the next list is wind barrier statue right i hope so it is now like i think wind barrier statue is gonna have the same fate as like fiber where it's like it got banned in japan then it got banned in master duel then it got banned in the tcg and i don't really like using master duel as like a litmus but i think it got banned in japan as well right like yeah barrier statue got banned in japan it got banned in master duel and i would hope it gets banned and if you ban if you ban barrier statue i don't think you should hit any other thunder cards i don't right. think there's i don't think there's a there's a need maybe featherstorm okay maybe. i was just i was just but saying maybe featherstorm as far as see like, them i would love to see that card go to one but i it's just something i don't see happening yeah but like as far as the flunderies like archetypal cards i don't really see any reason to hit those and i think we've talked about it vaguely where it's like if they get rid of Bear statue and like maybe like like limit feather storm it's like that deck is reasonable like it's still playable it has it has a lot of options yeah and it's not like terrible like it just now it's based on interaction not based it's just on a control deck that gets out. back all its resources yeah. every turn right mm-hmm. and like mega rise is still very good m pen is still very good apex avion still very good you know well less so a- a- apex avion i guess but um yeah, I still think like that's like a reasonable thing. And then Sprite, I guess you have to hit also. And I that one I honestly don't know. I was about to say, I don't know what you would you actually would do. Limit limit elf. And then it goes from an <laughs> I I think Sprite Kostira is like currently already or like like Photon Hypernova. I think post Photon Hypernova, I think Sprite Kostira is like so heavily skewed in Kostira's favor already 
And I think if they do something silly, like limit elf, then Kostura Kostura sprite just becomes like a 90-10. It's just like, if you go first, you Diabloses their sprite, or you you Diabloses their elf, and they don't don't have a deck anymore. And that's actually kind of interesting, that like, limiting an extra deck card right now would be like banning it going second, because it means that Diabloses can always banish it, which is like... That's true. Mildly interesting, but also kind of like more degenerate than than anything. <laughs> it just it just makes if they just decide they want a deck to have a worse Kostura matchup, they can just limit the extra deck card of that deck. Mm-hmm. Like arbitrarily. So I think instead of going for like elf, which I think might one day just be banned. I agree. Yeah. Um I think they'll probably if they do something I think it'll be very small and it'll be limit sprite starter to one. Sure, I can see that as well. I think that's a card that, that like, when it's at one, it means your, like, combo is the same. But it means you can far less often, like, there are a lot of situations where, like, you clear their level two, and then you're like, well, if they don't have starter, they can't do anything. And they go activate right. starter, and you're like, damn. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, that just kind of happens. And it's like, yeah. And then if it's only only one starter also means there's, like, a lot less recursion for their deck, too, right? Because it means they can't just go, like... You can't just search it, like, next For the follow-up, yeah. Yeah, and, with Jet. And if you need to use it, you can't search a second one to, like, set it as, like, a trap type thing. Like, yeah, I think limiting starter would probably be the most reasonable hit to, like, a pure sprite deck. Where, like, it doesn't really hit the decks that are using these cards for any other purpose like the weird like hybrid decks a lot of time only played one starter anyway because starter mm-hmm. locks you into level twos so if you're playing you know like a weird like hybrid deck you just play like one starter to start you'd go like at the end of your combo you kind of go like blue jet starter you know like you're not relying on starter um to start your combos so i can definitely see that happening maybe finally ban toad Maybe that's just the hit, right? Just ban Toad. Maybe. 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 Um, I I did think about that, but I feel I feel like they just were like did it to begin with at this point. Yeah, that's true. And I guess you could just like, I mean, do you like ban Toad and like bring back Ronin Toad in at that point? I was thinking about too, but I feel like that card. eh. Then, then you got to ban Substitute again. <laughs> yeah. oh, so yeah, then, right. can you imagine if next list they just go ban Toad, unban Ronin Toad, and ban, ah, ban Substitute again? <laughs> that would be insane. I think they were very ambitious unbanning Substitute because that actually just means they can never unban Ronin Toad. But whatever. Maybe they, maybe they thought long and hard about it. But right, yeah, so I think that like covers mostly everything I wanted to talk about. Um. And I just feel like we've talked about this and like similar variations of this so many times because it is yes. just truly the only thing to discuss as this is going on. But um, yeah, it really makes it weird, like trying to like without having to like force topics. Yeah, it just doesn't really. What else do you? What else? What else do you talk about? I hope people are okay. Okay with that. Yeah, I mean, next week we can talk about Fulton Hypernova, regardless. Um, cause that will be like, we talked about amazing, De- we forced ourselves talking about amazing defenders this week, <laughs> which again, like, I just, I truly don't know anybody. No one has talked to me about that set. Like no one has brought that up. They're just like, oh yeah, these, this set's kind of cool. It's like, 
not not really. I don't know. Very weird product, but Photon Hypernova, um, we can talk about next week and kind of have our thoughts on that. Um, hopefully, we'll know the TCG exclusives yeah. soon. But we're in the, just that weird spot where it's like Amazing Defenders comes out. They need to at least focus on that product for a week before they because if they if tomorrow they just like reveal the Photon Hypernova cards, like then who's gonna who's gonna look at Amazing Defenders then? You know. Like, I mean, who's looking at it now? Uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't think about that. You're right. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, we can stop looking at it. I'm going to close this tab. But yeah, so um, I I truly hope this is the last time we have to talk about tier for 30 minutes and we can just move on to Hypernova and Kashira. Maybe we can complain about Kashira for 30 minutes you know yeah, in a maybe. couple events from now i have a couple of things to complain about for that deck already but you know we'll get there when we get there so um yeah thank you all for for listening i think we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here um i don't know we lost Bowden. Yeah, we did lose Bowden. Yeah, i think we lost yeah we lost Bowden. he had to dip out because of uh some stuff going on but sure. he said he says goodbye yeah um <laughs> yeah so if you have any closing thoughts we can do that or uh I guess that's it. I think the I've talked enough about cheer elements. For, yeah, for, for literally ten life. lifetimes. I guess the last yeah. thing I'll say before we go: What is your favorite collector's rare from Amazing Defenders? Oh, I actually know what it is. I just have to make sure it's uh, Pearly. Oh, my friend Pearly is my, my favorite. My <laughs> friend Pearly. That's a <laughs> yeah, really good exactly. name because I love the name. I love my the name. Friend and it's per- a my card. friend Pearly. Oh, it's the continuous spell one. Yeah, okay, my friend Pearly, <laughs> sure. Um, I think mine's probably Renaud. Renaud, yeah, yeah. I, knew that I had to pick one of the Noble Knights, obviously, but I think Renaud. I just like that card. I like, and I think it should have been Clefisher in the first place. So this is the one that when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's nice. Like, Soul, I think should be probably just banned. <laughs> like, I'm kind of <laughs> upset that I got a Clefisher, but um, Renaud, I was like, he deserves it. Like, he's he's put in his time. He's been almost playable. He's been featured in enough ready for dual combo videos that surely he can get he can get something. But yeah. Um, so if anybody has still watched this far and you know what Amazing Def- De- Defenders is, let us know what your favorite collector's rare is in Amazing Defenders, I guess. Um, we did get a lot of feedback on the last video, on the last one actually, on the on the recap one. We definitely yeah. got more people commenting than we had in the past. Um, oh, good. And hopefully I fixed the audio issues that were with the last one. But I think I have. Um... Last aside, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to start streaming again. I streamed Master Duel a little bit um, last week, and I'm probably going to do some more this week. So, you know, we'll Ryan probably have that. Spurt. Probably going to have that uh, Twitch in the description, maybe, if you're curious. Watch me play Symphonic Warriors on Master Duel and yell a lot. So, I think that just about covers everything. <laughs> so, thank you all for watching. And then um, we will see you guys next week with our presumably Photon Hypernova analysis.